0: When God is the one building the road, when God is drawing out the map, when God is out front leading the way, it's best to trust the route. Today on Rooted Daily, we're following the long way God led his people home. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where we are rooting ourselves in the Bible so we can grow with God a little more every day. I'm Brandon Levy. And after 10 plagues, finally, the words of God fell out of Pharaoh's mouth and he met them. Now go. God turns to Moses and he says that he's going to lead his people out of Egypt, home to the land which was promised to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. But he didn't mention when he said that, that this journey that should take five or six days instead was going to take 40 years. God was going to lead his people not on the straight, narrow, proven path, but lead them to wander through the twists and turns of the wilderness. As you remember, God through Joseph made a way to save Israel during a seven-year famine. Jacob's family joined Joseph, and Seventy, along with him, moved from Canaan to Egypt. And the Egyptians put the Israelites in bondage afterwards for hundreds of years. The Israelites increased in number during that bondage over a 430-year period to many thousands, and the Egyptians became even more cruel. God heard their cry and sent them Moses, who would lead them. The ten plagues came upon Egypt by the hand of Moses, and the Pharaoh's heart was hardened. He would not let the people go. God gave instructions for the Passover. He readied the people to flee from Egypt, and then God sent the tenth plague, the plague of the death of the firstborn. And after the tenth, Pharaoh sent them out. Exodus chapter 13, starting in verse 17 It says, Then it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him for he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath saying God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. And so they took their journey from Succoth and camped in Atham at the edge of the wilderness and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. So God told his people to go, and here he is leading them every step of the way, which makes their wandering path even more puzzling, I think. I mean, it's not like Israel misread a map that they went this far in the wrong direction. God was reading the directions for them. He was leading them with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Surely God could navigate better than a basic GPS, yet here he is tacking on 40 years to a week-long trip. Why did he do that? If he wanted his people to go, and here they are, they're going, why did God still have the Israelites take this long way? But isn't that just like God? Taking the road less traveled, the unconventional route? Didn't David kill the giant Goliath with one rock fired from his slingshot? Didn't Joshua and his army walk around Jericho blowing their trumpets and when they shouted, the walls fell flat? God made the sun go backwards. He made an axe head a metal float. People walked on water. People received the dead back alive like Lazarus and Tabitha. Fishermen left their boats to follow Jesus. Their whole purpose in life, fishing, they left it to follow him. Yeah, none of those were the quick roads. None of them were the proven roads. None of them were the known roads. So maybe maybe it isn't that strange that upon their release from captivity, God led the Israelites on an odd route, a route that, Didn't make much conventional sense then, and it still doesn't. You know, there are two ways from Egypt to Canaan. One was a straight, smooth road, direct to Canaan, perhaps four or five days' journey. The other was a crooked, winding, dry, and difficult passage through the wilderness. And that was the way in which God chose to lead his people, Israel. But if God says the long way is the right way, you better take it. Verse 18 tells us the Israelites went up out of the land of Egypt prepared for battle. They thought they were going to face a fight, either from behind with Pharaoh or ahead with whatever people were in Canaan. So they dressed to fight. But come on, they weren't ready for battle. They weren't fit for it in any way, much less a war with the Egyptians, probably the mightiest army on earth or the Philistines. They were a formidable army too. Their bodies were broken. They were worn down by hard labor. And that's saying nothing about their spirit. Their freedom wouldn't come just by stepping over the Egyptian border. They needed a liberation of the spirit, something much deeper than just walking across the border. And God knew that more than they could ever know about themselves. God knew they weren't ready to go home just yet. They weren't ready for war just yet. Despite all the things God had provided time and again in the wilderness, they proved themselves to still be faithless. So God kept them on the long road. Even when they first reached the border of Canaan, they refused to enter. So God kept them wandering. Again, if God says the long road is the right one, we should trust him. Too often we pursue this cookie-cutter, safe, predictable faith that is obsessed with trying to prove that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. But in life and in faith, that's not always true. Faith isn't so logically quantified. Sometimes faith requires the detours. Sometimes it requires the scenic route. If we go too fast, sometimes we won't have time to learn the lessons God has for us. It's not to say we should drag our feet with things, especially when it comes to putting our faith in God. If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, Don't wait another moment, stop listening to this right now, go find water and be baptized. I'm not talking about purposely being slow, but I do think that a life of faith requires us to embrace traveling down the road less traveled. And sometimes that's the longer road. We should follow as God leads us. And maybe God leads us in the fast lane sometimes, but so often he works more slowly than we think he should. Trust him then, he knows what he's doing. If you look on a map of Egypt and Palestine, you'll see the direct route was hundreds of miles shorter than the way the Israelites took. But the path of least resistance would have been deadly. You know, sometimes things just take time to work. Cooking takes time. Crops, they take time. You can't speed it up. Kids, Lauren's pregnant right now. I bet she wishes more than anything she could speed the whole process up. But some things you just can't rush. The time must elapse for the process to be completed. There can't be shortcuts. And with God, it's the same way. We cannot take shortcuts like partial commitment, like partial repentance, like partial obedience. There are no shortcuts here. There's so many people, So many people who will tell you, don't do the hard things. Don't don't be too extreme with your faith. All, All this talk of crucifying the old self, that's just too much. Jesus didn't think so. Jesus said, there is only one way, and it was the hard way. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me, Matthew 16, 24. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple, Luke 14, 27. There is no way but God's way. And God knows the best way for our lives because only God knows everything. You know, just like God could tell David the future of each route he might take, God knew the future concerning each road Israel might take. On the coastal road, God saw a strong attack by the Philistines that would shatter the thin resolve of the Israelites. They would turn and run and and preferring slavery to war and death and so he led them around. You know, God knows all the answers in every situation all of the time. Psalms uh, 147, verse five, it says, "'Great is our Lord and mighty in power. "'His understanding is infinite.'" You cannot imagine the expanse of God's mind. You, you don't possess the mental faculty to contemplate it. it isn't it ironic? That with our limited understanding, we decide sometimes to take the roads and pathways in life that God purposely steers us away from. It happens all the time. Why would we ever do that? Isaiah 46.9 says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasures. You know, who is able, who is better able to build the roads of your life than God? Who could possibly know better than God the best way to take? Who knows the terrain better than the one who made it? Exodus uh, chapter 13, verse 17, it says, Then it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. God led the people around by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea and the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. Now guess what? God can do something that we cannot. He can see very clearly into the future and he knows how to use that future to work things together for our good. We just have to trust him. God desired true, permanent freedom for the Israelites. That's the only reason he made them take the long way. He didn't want them getting scared right off the bat and running back to Egypt, the source of all their troubles, all their hardships. And he knew that. He knew that and he didn't want them to go back there. You know, the obvious shortcut was the way of the Philistines. It was a proven path of travel along the coast of the Great Sea. It it was a known, well-used trade route. It, It was probably the way that Jacob got there in the first place. On the surface, it would appear that this would be the best way to go because it'd be the easiest, by far the quickest, but the path of least resistance in this case would have been deadly. It was God's infinite knowledge, his infinite wisdom, that led to the successful exodus out of Egypt. God knows, unlike us, that sometimes, the best way is the long way around. Is there any question of what would have happened had the Israelites decided to go against God, to go the way of the Philistines? What if they had not heeded God and decided to take the shortcut? Now, let me ask you a question. Are you taking shortcuts? Are you traveling down roads that are different than the ones that God said to go? If you are, How could it ever turn out well for you? Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So many today are trying to make it to the promised land of heaven by following shortcuts, coming up with all these quicker ways of getting where they want to go. They're traveling ways other than what the all-knowing God has directed. Earlier on in in John chapter 10 verse 1, Jesus taught the same thing when he said, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. God is the one who knows the best way to take. God is the one who wants joy and success in your life. God is the one who plans the successful journey that will bring you home, even if it's the long way. And he is ready to lead us every step of the way. Look at Exodus chapter 13. There in verse 21, the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. God was there every step of the way. God is out front leading the way for the children of Israel. It's not a part-time role that God took upon himself. He is leading day and night. Even though they are taking the long way, he was there so they could keep going throughout every hour of the day. God is always there for Israel. His leadership provided comfort. He was their hope. He was their light in time of darkness. And he still wants to be that for you today. God still desires to lead our lives today. And he has ensured that we have his direct leadership every day through his word. 2 Timothy 3.16 says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God for a reason. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction and righteousness so that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The Bible has everything. We need to make it safely through this life to the promised land. God is still there. He is still leading the way. Imagine the fear and the uncertainty that must have settled on the average family fleeing Egypt thousands of years ago. They cried out in their slavery, and a merciful, loving God heard them, and he said, now go. Not the easy, fast, proven way. Go my way. Remember, it was God who saved them, It was God who devised the plan. It was God who led them. It was God who strengthened them. It was God who defeated their enemies. It was God who fed them. It was God who quenched their thirst. It was God who forgave them. It was God who was always there. It was God who fulfilled the promise of a special land that was given to them. That same God is alive today and he wants to lead us all to the promised land to be with him. Do you ever feel like, You are taking the long way around. Remember this, the long way home may be exactly the road your God wants you on. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and wanna make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.